to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode number 130 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, I'm going to talk about my thoughts on the state of today's market. I read an article recently, and in preparing for this episode, I actually couldn't find the actual article, but it said that a lot of the institutional investing firms, you know, the large firms that buy very, very large apartment buildings are starting to look to secondary markets in search of higher yield. I spent some time thinking about what this means, especially for the newer investors. Now, a lot of people have commented recently on how competition is getting fierce in primary markets, especially in the Sun Belt. And I chose I choose to define primary markets as those with very high volume of sales rather than population size. You know, there are some definitions that say a primary market is over 5 million in population. However, there, there's also a definition of primary markets that deals with volume and how fast uh, properties are transacting. Now, tight competition tends to drive prices up and there will be multiple offers by highly qualified buyers on each property, which incentivizes companies to make higher offers in order to match or beat the competition. So holding all other variables constant, higher purchase prices subsequently, say that 10 times fast, higher prices subsequently lead to lower returns until there is something that will correspondingly increase the NOI proportionally. The higher prices lead you to even more cap rate compression. So what we expect to see across the board as competition waxes strong is higher and higher prices and lower and lower returns. Now let's pause, shift gears a little bit and look at the institutional investors for a minute. A friend of mine that lives in my neighborhood works for one of these large investing firms and I've learned a fair amount from him. He once told me that his company would buy at a full point less, now point talking about cap rates, than the large syndication firm because they don't need to hit the same returns to attract investors and turn a profit. And their profits come more from the asset management fees than they do from things like acquisition fees and the investor splits. Now that said, these institutional firms tend to operate in primary markets because the investor base is looking for lower risk returns. The primary markets with large populations and diverse economies have historically provided just that, low risk returns. And it's no coincidence that primary markets generally have lower cap rates than secondary or tertiary markets because at the end of the day, a cap rate is an expression of perceived risk. The lower the cap rate, the lower the perceived risk, the higher the cap rate, the higher the perceived risk. So back to where we began, large commercial multifamily firms that have historically operated exclusively in primary markets are now branching out to secondary markets. What does that mean? Well, let me pull out my crystal ball. Looking into the hazy center of that crystal ball, I do see interest rates remaining low for the next few years, which is important for everything else that I'm going to be saying. Looking at population movements, there's a similar trend in migration than what's happening with institutional money. People are moving from large, densely populated cities with high costs of living in favor of smaller, more affordable markets. They're selling homes in primary markets that have benefited from years of natural appreciation releasing hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity and pouring money into new homes in secondary markets. This trend, if it continues, will continue to push prices in secondary markets up until there's little added benefit of moving from the high cost of living areas to the secondary markets. Construction would have to meet, would have to increase to meet demand 
and there's always a lag and prices will eventually go up. And of course, hopefully it's a temporary hike. You know, construction costs right now are at all-time highs. So that further exacerbates the problem. Given that institutional money is looking for low risk and decent returns, the fact that they are shifting to secondary markets means that the risk-adjusted returns are high enough for them to venture out of their previous safe zones. Institutional money must now see the smaller markets as lower risk than they were in the past. Of course, the increased focus by institutional investors on the secondary markets will also drive prices up there as well because they're either willing to pay a little bit more for their properties or their track record and the strength of the companies will cause the competitors to add a little bit more to their offer price to compete with the institutions. Now, how to take advantage of this trend? That's a good question. If the buying frenzy continues even for another year, short-term flips and value adds will be able to net a quick profit, especially in the primary markets. Secondary markets should also fare well and cap rates may compress down near to those of primary markets. But once again, we expect the competition to increase, which will push prices up. And the tertiary markets now may now become much more attractive than before as cap rates and yields will likely be higher than those in primary and secondary markets. But just remember though, there is a reason that cap rates and yields are higher in tertiary markets, and that's because of the perceived risk. So for the experienced apartment investor, there's a lot of good choices ahead. Pay high prices in primary or secondary markets with the expectation of strong growth, or chase higher yields with slightly higher risk in the secondary and tertiary markets. For the newer investor, as I've said many times, a good model to follow is to look for 20 to 50 unit complexes in the secondary or even tertiary markets. And I recommend this because there's there's lower competition. Historically, there's been lower competition in this area. Now, I think it's still true. There is still less competition in that space. But with competition from the primary markets spilling over into the secondary and tertiary markets, the aspiring investor now much more than ever before needs to focus on the strength of their offer and not just the dollar amount. And the aspiring investor now should probably lean a little more heavily on experienced partners. Now, as I mentioned before, in my opinion, all of what I've said kind of relies on interest rates staying low for the foreseeable future. And if interest rates do stay low, we can still see years of growth. If there is a sharp rise in rates, well, that's a different story. And not even my crystal ball sees that far. That's it for today's episode. Stay tuned because Friday we were releasing another Ask the Expert episode with Stephen Libman and Caitlin Nortz. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.